This is Saturday, July 9th, and we're finishing up week four in our study we've called Grace Under Pressure. Now today I want to go straight away to our scripture passage. It comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, verse 17 to 22. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Now this is a well-known scene from the ministry of Jesus. Jesus was an itinerant preacher. He had no formal credentials, no seminary degree. His followers were fishermen and blue-collar workers. But along the way, people began to hear the voice of God when he spoke and see the actions of God when he touched people. A day came when a rich young man threw himself before Jesus. This man represented the pinnacle of success for the Jewish people. He was wealthy. And in their world, if a man was wealthy, it was because God had chosen to bless him. God favored him. So they thought by extension that this man had to be a good man. And as Jesus speaks with him, we find this is true. He grew up in church and always tried to do the right thing. He was faithful to God and was doing everything he could to be a good man. Maybe you know someone like this man, someone that people notice, an upstanding citizen for sure. But notice he comes to Jesus because he knows that with all he has, and as good as he has been, he's missing something. You see, we can pass all the tests and still fail life. So this young man asks about eternal life, but I think he's really asking about God. He seems to have it all, but he's missing the most important part. And that really is the worst part of sin or addiction. We may have the world by the tail, but it always feels like there's something more, something is missing. There's a pervasive emptiness that we cannot escape, a hunger for God that cannot be met with anything else. Years ago, I became familiar with the Canadian, Canadian author. His name is Douglas Copeland. He became famous for giving a name to an entire generation. He coined the term Generation X in his book about a generation feeling lost, living apart from God. Yes, as children of divorce and cultural decay, everything seemed stripped away. There was nothing to believe in, no foundation on which to stand. He wrote a book entitled Life After God, and he explained that for this generation, Generation X, God really isn't in the picture. They have to muster up the courage each day to live their lives because they're really doing it all on their own. But here's the thing. 
Late in that book, Copeland gets honest about himself. This is what he said. My secret is that I need God, that I am sick and can no longer make it alone. I need God to help me give because I no longer seem to be capable of giving, to help me to be kind as I no longer seem capable of kindness, to help me love as I seem beyond being able to love. You see, this was that rich young man that came to Jesus. No doubt he'd built an amazing life, but he's done it all without God. How do we know this? Well, Jesus asked the man to leave behind his wealth. Why? His attachment to his wealth kept him from trusting God and being fully free. I love that little statement in the middle of the text that Mark provides. Jesus looked at him and loved him. You see, Jesus loved him enough to press him to walk away from his idol of money. It's true, money's not a bad thing in itself, but it can assert such a powerful influence in our lives that we cannot walk away from it. It had become more central in this young man's life than God. In that sense, it had become his God. You see, the young man, though he had so much going for him, was not free. He was caught in a trap. And this is how good things can come to trap us. We can find ourselves living for them and serving them instead of serving the Lord. As we have seen, good things can become the most dangerous idols in our lives. They rob us of the freedom to trust in God. And when Jesus asked this man to leave his money behind, well, he couldn't do it. Scripture tells us that the man walked away from Jesus. But notice, he was sad. We can feel how torn this man was. He wanted life and eternal life, but he couldn't let go of his attachment. In this case, his attachment to his wealth. Jesus loved him. He loved him enough to speak a difficult truth to him. And I think this is what Jesus does with us every day. He calls us away from our idols to trust in him. And it's the good news of the gospel that Jesus came to set the captives free. What are the attachments that are keeping us from trusting God? Let's pray. Lord God, reveal to us the idols of our hearts that we might be truly free. Show us the way to life through Jesus. For in his name we pray, amen.